Welcome to Senior Living Marketing Success. My name is Luke Adams. In just a moment, my other host, Dallas Ship, is going to be joining me to complete our first series, The Seven Most Common Mistakes That We See in Senior Living Marketing. Today is part two of this series. We're talking about bad digital strategies, no clear review strategies, no lead generators, and no follow-up, and how these common mistakes can lose you money. Let's jump right in. Number four, bad digital strategy. And I, this one drives you I thought nuts, about the it? word. It really does. And I thought about, I'm thinking about the word bad. I don't even know if that's the right word because it's, I don't even know what the right word would be because it's, I think sales professionals and marketers and senior care just look at it as we just have to have a digital strategy. And then that leads to, well, we have to do Facebook ads. I don't really know what to do Facebook ads on. Let's boost this post and then we'll randomly boost this one. And, oh, we have to do Google ads. So let's just hire some agency just to do Google ads for us because we know we have to have them. Uh, that's a bad digital strategy. There's no strategy actually at all. We, I don't even think we should call that a strategy because that's not a strategy because you're, you're not trying to accomplish anything with that. You're just doing what you hear that you have to do. Um, there has to be a digital strategy that is pushing towards a goal. There has to be an overall goal with what you're doing digitally on Facebook and Google. Well, you have um, to know who you're targeting other, first, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've, I've had conversations with people that they're, they don't, they don't really have a good targeting strategy, right? So before they're putting money into Google and they don't even really know who they're targeting. They don't know how to, you know, create custom audiences, right? If, if you're not familiar with that, if, for those of you that have been open for a while or you're part of a community of, uh, or, or a company with multiple locations and maybe you're a new one, but they've got six other ones. You can take the list of email addresses and phone numbers and create custom audiences and put them into Facebook and Google and YouTube and all that good stuff, Instagram, and say, hey, Facebook, we know that these thousand people or these 5,000 people, the bigger the list, the better, um, they're, they're our target. These are the 5,000 people who have lived in our communities or whose family has lived in our communities over the past 10 years. Please find everyone who is like them in a... 10 mile radius or 20 mile radius, whatever your, your target is, and it will do the work for you. And most people just don't even know that's possible. Yep. Uh, and so, um, I'd highly encourage you to, to think through that. And then the other part of that though, is too, is when they hire these people, right. They're just focusing on leads and leads are such a commodity now, right? Like there's, there's people everywhere. Oh, I can generate you 500 leads. Well, great. How many of those 500 leads are, are qualified? First of all, and are we ever going to be able to follow up with them? Are we going to touch them? You know, what, what's that look like? And, um, and I mean, that's really what makes our job hard is explaining to people how differently we do it than just about any other marketing agency I've seen out there uh, targeting senior living. So, um, yeah, the, the digital strategy and especially during the last year, right? A lot of you out there, uh, y'all tell us all the time um, that. Uh, you know, we're not able to get out and network as much. We're not able to go to these doctor's offices and bring cupcakes. And, uh, you know, we're not able to go to the uh, physical therapy centers and whatever, whatever, whatever your referral systems are in the past. A lot of you have had those doors slammed shut this year and you, and you didn't have any digital strategy in place 
to make up for that. And so I think that, you know, we, we've talked about this um, in the Facebook group. I know I've talked about this in a lot of calls. I really think that, that Q2 and Q3 this year are going to be huge for senior living. I think you've got millions of Americans who have been taking care of mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uh, whoever, longer than they normally would because a combination of them or the, the resident is afraid of going into one of these communities and then getting on lockdown and not being able to see their family at all. Uh, and so now that the vaccine is coming out, now that more people have had it and we're reaching that those larger numbers, uh, getting closer to herd immunity, I think that people are going to start reaching their breaking point and feel like, hey, it may not be 100%, but it's safer than it was a year ago. I feel more comfortable than I did a year ago or six months ago. And so this piece, the digital strategy, is going to be huge to capture those people that are literally searching for you, right? They're literally searching for a care home or a community or a, you know, in-home healthcare, whatever they are looking for help. And if you don't have a way to capture those people and collect their information and draw them into you, you're hundred percent losing out on residents. Yep. There is a, uh, so many seniors, and uh, or sorry, so many adult children, and maybe around October, November, who were looking for their parents, they were looking and knowing I'm not going to move mom and dad right now. Uh, and I've talked to a lot of marketing directors who said I there I have so many leads who say you know they want to wait until after the holidays. Now it's after the holidays. Uh, things with with COVID nineteen looking a little more positive. Everyone I've talked to, they've seen an uptick in inquiries. Uh, and that's just going to increase. So you have to have an effective digital strategy in place that helps people, that that pushes people to book a tour, that tells uh, the the adult children that you understand what they're going through. Um, so I mean, yeah, we could spend we could spend a whole a podcast series on that, but we we got to move on. Number five, uh, no clear review strategy. I have seen so many uh, agencies, care agencies, senior living, retirement homes who have been open for 10, 20 years. And they have five Google reviews and maybe, you know, a a four star rating, but four of those Google reviews were from employees. And I think for a long time, People have just kind of thought like, you know, well, I don't really know how important reviews are. I think generally now a lot of marketers and sales professionals know that reviews in general are important. But one really problem or mistake that we see is that you just tell someone, oh, go leave us a review. Google, Facebook, caring.com, senior advisor. That's not a great strategy at all. Uh, Dallas, you want to talk a little bit more about a better strategy? Yeah, I mean, until something changes, Google is king, right? They may get further down the rabbit hole and start looking at caring.com and a place for mom and all that. But Google is where you need to send everybody. And and if you disagree and you th- you say, hey, you know what? We've, we've spent time building up our Facebook reviews. That's fine. I'm just telling you that in the next few years, you're going to be behind the curve because Google is taking over more and more of this and you're going to want to position yourself now. Uh, and, and you just have to make it part of your system. So two things with reviews. 
Number one is make it part of your system. Make it part of your sales system. Make it part of your regular outreach with your existing uh, residents and their families. Put it into a system, right? And number two is make it easy for them to leave a review, right? Don't just say, hey, Luke, when you get a chance, if you'll go to google.com and then type in XYZ Senior Living Community and then click on reviews and then click leave a review and then do a review, you're not going to get very far, right? And so that's right. why, you know, when we work with partners, we create a, a direct link that when you put it in a text message, you put it in an email, you put it in a, in a you know, whatever communication that you're using on Facebook, whatever, um, that when they click on it, it goes straight to the screen on Google that has one, two, three, four, five stars and a text box, right? Um, now, and there also, there are ways that I would encourage you that would not be gating, right? Like you can't say, hey, on a scale of one to five, how would you rate your care here? And you only send it to people that are fours and fives. Um, but there are ways that you can just in natural conversation say, hey, how are things going with with your mom? Or how did you enjoy your tour? You know, you know, maybe maybe if I'm the person giving the tour, maybe I have uh, Marie send a text message saying, hey, this is Marie. You know, Dallas told me you came by on on uh, on on Thursday and just wanted to to see how everything went. If there's any questions I can provide as the executive director, you know, let me know so that you're now tag teaming them in a communication uh, system. Right. Um, and, and so I think that's really important, too. So two things on reviews, make it part of your systems on the sales side. They may love your your facility, but you're full. Right. They can still leave a review. Right. Or they may love your facility and they're not ready to pull the trigger yet. Say, hey, that's fine. In the meantime, since you love us so much, Luke, would you please mind just leaving us a review so other people know what it's like to come to our facility right now during COVID? You know, it's it's been it's it people don't know if they can trust the communities to go in and, and do an in-person tour or, you know, during COVID, we're limited to virtual tours. Can you just leave a review and let people know what it's like to, to visit with us so that they know what to expect? When you ask it that way and you give them a link that makes it very simple, guess what? You're going to get more reviews. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. It blows my mind when I when I see a, a community that, um, you know, maybe they have 100 beds and they've been open for 10 years. So they've had hundreds of people live there, which means they've had thousands of people tour there and they've got 25 reviews. Right. I know right away that you're yeah. it's not part of your system and or you're not making it easy for people to leave reviews. Yeah, totally agree with that. And especially the part about, you know, who you ask for reviews, ask employees because they're in the building, they're working with your residents, ask people who call you on the phone and then realize, oh, you're too expensive or you're not what I'm looking for. But when you stay on the phone with them and actually help them out and and continue their senior living journey with them, that's a great opportunity to send them a message later that says, hey, I know things didn't work out between, you know, your mom and our community, but we'd love for you to leave us a a review on Google. Um, This would really help other families know that they can come to us um, for senior living advice and senior living help. And that's the point, right? When you when you make these asks for different people, like say, so that they know what it's like to come tour this. So they know what it's like when your parents live here. 
let like encourage them to leave the review based on their experience. Same thing with employees, right? I want to be very clear about this. If you're going to have your employees leave a review, make them, you know, be honest in the review that, hey, I work here and I have worked in six other communities in my life, in my career, whatever. And this is, if I was going to put my parents in a, in a community like this, our community would be the one I would, I would pick. I have, I have the background. I understand how these places work. I understand what makes a good business and I understand what makes a bad business. And I'm telling you, you know, just be honest. Don't, don't have your employees go in there and say, and pretend that they have a parent that lived there. Don't do that. Everything needs to be honest because I'll tell you what, when you get busted on that, it blows up your entire review model, right? Because your competitors will start leaking it out that, oh, well, they've got 14 reviews, but eight of them are their employees pretending to be, you know, patients. Don't do that. Just say, yeah, I, I work here and I love my job, right? Because we do it the right way. Just be it. Just be transparent. Number six, no lead generator. And here's what we really mean by this. When someone comes to your website, you want to have a very clear call to action that says th- this is the main thing we want you to do. So Which is what? Which living, is book a tour. <laughs> Book a tour. Book a right. tour. Book a tour. That's your uh, first call to action. Yeah. If you're a care home or agency, you might word it a little differently. Book an appointment. Um, book book something. Here is exactly what we want you to do. And that call to action is going to be listed throughout your whole website. I mean, pretty much after every section on your website, you want that to be listed. Now, when people first come to your website, their first interaction with your business, chances are not all of them are going to be at the point when they are ready to make that booked tour, that booked appointment right then. So we say, hey, you know, do you want to book a tour? No? Okay, that's fine. How about you download um, this really helpful PDF that can help you in your journey? So that might be, um, you know, download this 56-point checklist for when moving your mom into an assisted living community because she knows she has that move that's coming some point pretty soon, and she's going to have to think about all of the stuff that her mom's going to have to move in. So that kind of a PDF would be very valuable to her. Well, and here's the I thing think, too, um, right? Yeah. Sit down with your team, right? And especially if you, I'm going to tell you how to generate, how to think through the ideas of these, right? Sit down with your team, especially if you're in a, in a, in a group that has, you know, five, 10, 20 communities in your company, Schedule a, a, a Zoom meeting with everybody and all the sales marketing to staff and the executive directors. You will have a combined experience of like 200 years in senior living, and you will have a list of all the questions you've gotten, right? Brainstorm it. Make your list of all the questions that you've ever gotten that were really good questions. And then say, then, then rank them. Pick your top 20, right? Pick your top 50, however many you want to make. A lot of this is going to depend on who you have available to make them, uh, or you can reach out to us. We've got, we've got some designers that can help you make these. But what you want to do is list out the 10 or 20 that you like that this is very valuable information, right? I really don't encourage you to do an ebook. I think that ship has sailed. It's too big. It's too long. It's too much content. But here's what I'm going to tell you too. 
make the PDFs and then go back and make each of those PDFs into a video like this. Because some people are going to consume it by video and some people are going to consume it by reading. And you want to do both eventually. Don't feel like you have to do them all at the same time, right? But I would highly encourage you to make a video that's titled the seven things you need to know when downsizing from a house that you've lived in for four decades, right? Make a PDF and then do the video where you're talking about the same talking points because people aren't going to read the PDF and watch the video. They're going to do one or the other. Okay. Um, but give them that option and let them consume it the way they want to consume it. And by the way, finally numbers. Yep. <laughs> well, go and this it. kind of ties together with number seven, right? So we'll go on to number seven. Yep. Number seven is the lack of follow up, right? And that's whether they, you know, so if they, if they did opt into your lead generator, you need to have some sort of an automated system, even if it's just an email, right? Uh, I, we, we do a 15 uh, point check-ins with our, our partners. But even if you just follow up with one email that says, hey, I saw you downloaded our XYZ lead, not you don't say lead generator, but I saw you downloaded our XYZ document that we put together for you. PDF, yeah. Yeah, would love to have you swing by, have lunch with us, or let's hop on a virtual meeting and see how we can help you and your family. Um, and the more you can automate that, right, is key. So, you know, when we talk about lack of follow-up, Sure. I'm sure many of you have people on your teams that, to be honest, they're just lazy. They don't do it, right? Maybe they don't like doing it. They're, 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 they've been in sales and, and, and it's not really their natural you know, tendencies. And so when their version of following up is they emailed once and they called twice and they didn't get an answer and they say, well, they're not interested, right? I mean... <laughs> The, the vast majority of you, by the way, are only, if you follow up, you're only following up four or five times. The average number of touches that you need uh, in 2020, uh, the latest study that I've seen is 13.5 on average. So you need to have 15 follow-ups in a system, preferably automated, and we can help you with that. If you need automation on, on these follow-ups, give us a call. Uh, we would love to help you with that because it's critical the way you do it and the, and the channels that you use to do it. Uh, most, most of the automation out there is just email and that's decent if that's all you can do, but you really need to integrate text messaging, email, voicemail. If they came in on Facebook, Facebook messenger, if they came in on Google, Google messenger, you need to be able to integrate all of those channels, uh, in an automated way, uh, to generate those conversations because no one's going to move into your community or, or to your care home or hire your home health service without getting to know you a little bit. Right. They need to start that conversation. Yeah. The problem is a lot of you, you know, so I was saying that you, some of you do have some lazy salespeople on your staff, but most of you, this, the problem I'm seeing right now, like we talked about earlier, is you're wearing so many hats that things fall through the cracks. Right. And so it's, it's not really your fault. I mean, senior living staffs are juggling more than ever right now uh, with, with COVID yep. and vaccinations and, you know, trying to set up Zoom calls or, or FaceTime calls between the, the residents and their families so they can stay in touch. There's just a lot going on. And so if you can automate this and let's say that 100 people download a PDF or they watch a video and we, on your behalf, start those conversations with text messages and emails and whatnot. And we get 15 of them that reply with questions. Well, now guess what? You don't have to talk to 100 people. You now have to talk to the 15 people that have responded and want to move forward. And that's why it's so important. Right. It's just a numbers game. Yeah. And, and 
the last thing I'll, I'll say about this before we wrap up is my the favorite my, my favorite stat that I'm throwing around recently is is from a study I found from um, a larger CRM um, company. It's it's a study they did of follow up with sales professionals and how they're following up with people who inquire. Eighty seven percent of the communities that they talk to. It took them six minutes to 18 hours to respond to the first online inquiry. So what that tells me is if I want to beat my competitors, if I want to beat 87% of them, then I need to respond to an online inquiry in the first five minutes. Well, wasn't that, if you broke down those numbers further too, it wasn't like 60% were two hours and more. Yeah. And like 40% yeah. was, was 24 hours or more or something. I, I, I don't have the study in front of me, but it's crazy that almost half didn't even follow up in the first 24 hours a lot. Right. Yeah. And like you were saying, I mean, it might be because you've got some lazy salespeople and it might be just because you're wearing a lot of hats. You might be on a tour that's going to last an hour and a half. Um, and you might not be able to respond to this online inquiry. So that's why having automation built into your CRM is absolutely critical, built into your website. That's really essential for following up with your leads. So yeah, so there you have it. I think these seven mistakes are the absolute most common mistakes we see uh, with senior living marketing. And so what do you do next? Well, three things. If you're listening to this and you have not already joined our Facebook group, join the Senior Living Marketing Success Facebook group. We've got about 400 other marketing professionals in there from from care homes, from home health care, senior communities. It's a great spot where, you know, people are are starting to really open up in there and share questions and and share solutions and problems. We really want that Facebook group to be a go-to spot for you. Number two, if, if these seven things uh, are, are all you know, pieces that you and your team feel confident that you can do it, that you can get started, do it today, right? So there's, there's, there's actually a thing called the 72-hour rule. If you hear something or read something and you want to you act on it, if you don't take action in the first 72 hours, you have a 0.4% chance um, of ever doing anything about it, okay? So don't be yeah. those people. Uh, and then finally... If, if what you heard today is new, right? You, you've, you, maybe you've thought about some of it, but you don't have any idea where to start. We would love to help you, okay? Schedule a free call, right? We'll, we'll schedule a free, it's about a 45 minute call. Uh, go to seniorlivingpros.com, schedule a call on our website. We will uh, love to show you how we can help you book 10 tours a month or more. Uh, 10 tours is our guarantee, uh, but we typically shoot more for 15 to 20 tours. Uh, especially in the larger cities. So um, again, join the Facebook group. If you think you can get this going with your team, go get it, get this put together now. And if you need some help, need some guidance, seniorlivingpros.com, book a call with me or Luke, and we will help you get these things put together. Absolutely love it. Thanks so much, Dallas, for uh, your thoughts on this. And I can't wait to talk with you next week. Sounds good. Y'all have a good one. Go get them. Thanks for listening to Senior Living Marketing Success. Today is the end of our first ever series, the seven most common mistakes we see in senior living marketing. 
We hope it's been really helpful for you. Again, what we want you to do is to go to Facebook and to join our Facebook group, Senior Living Marketing Success. We also want you to implement what you've heard. We want you to book more tours. We want you to have more appointments. We want you to make more money. If you need help doing that, go to seniorlivingpros.com and book a call today. Can't wait to chat with you next week.